Hey guys, welcome back to uh, this little little mini podcast series at our at our church. His hands church. Wow, that's a really. I'm just killing it on the. Yeah, well, this is a intro. <laughs> this is this a is podcast the- <laughs> to help you raise your kids to love Jesus and follow Jesus. And so, uh, raising kids is really hard at any age. And um, regardless of how good our intros are, we will uh, we will try to be as helpful as we possibly can. That was so much better than my intro. I actually feel really. Um, Oh, I feel really insecure right now. It's okay. You're so much better at this than me. <laughs> so we're getting into the unintended consequences, or are we getting into <laughs> a little the, res- bit, okay. the restrictions so, that so we want So we were just talking about how, okay, if you decide it's necessary to get your kid a device, right? and most parents do at some point, while it may solve certain problems, which we kind of went into the last, some social opportunities, yeah. some keeping track of your kids, getting them to just leave you alone right. about it, right. whatever. It's going to create other things. Now there's new dynamics that have to mm-hmm. be managed. And every parent knows that. Every parent who's gotten the device, like the, my, my oldest, I said, has a device. Now he's got a smartwatch, sure. not a phone. But the other night, it was like his second day having it at dinner. I'm looking, I sit directly across from him at dinner. Mm-hmm. Megan sits next to me and he's on the other side of the table. And he's just sitting there looking at his phone like or his watch. His, yeah. And, like, and I said, Lee, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Right. It's like, that's a new dynamic. Right. Okay. And I do think that there are, there's the cliched obvious ones of like, they're, they now have access to pornography depending right. on the device mm-hmm. and how you have it locked up. What do you define as pornography? Because mm. there's, you know, if they have YouTube, they have access to what would classically be defined as that, whatever. Sure. There's those sort of obvious ones that parents are like, they might have this or a, 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 pr- a predator might message them on an app of some kind, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But I think there's also really surprising hmm. Deeply important things to consider too that most people, when they're thinking about the consequences and the new dynamics, don't think about that are actually really detrimental to the health of of kids. Yeah. Um, and so maybe this falls more under the whole restrictions. Sure. But why? Mm. Like, like okay. Yeah. So last one was should you even get a phone? Now it's like should you restrict their their uh, how open and what are you restricting against and why are you what, what's yeah. the reason for even doing that and so, so you kind of breezed past the like exposure to pornography yeah or we'll I get guess into that exposure is is the exposure is a thing so maybe we go this way last one was should you even have the device and know right. why okay now it's like let's assume you have the device mm-hmm. okay uh and then let's talk about your options you've talked about this before i'm using your language here so you know it's like they can either have free reign mm. it's just they go Grip it and rip it. Like, go figure out where... That's a golf term. Okay, I don't know. I've never <laughs> played golf. Yeah, you grip it and rip you, you Okay, Get a good great. grip and hit it as hard as you can. So free, free reign. reign. Restrictions or, like, spying. Like, you, they think they have free reign. Right, but you but are you, really you're watching really seeing from it all, the scenes. And so you're able to come in and be like, ah! Um, and, you know, what of those... Which of those, by the way, which of those three do you recommend? I recommend restrictions. If they and, have it. And strong restrictions. I think... Um, Again, not trying to be... You the, sound like an old dude, but you're super... How old are you? <laughs> I'm 27. Yeah, parents are like, thanks, Madison. Um, <laughs> Madison said, he's the youth pastor. He told me. But yeah. No, but I think... Um, and you're saying strong restrictions as someone who had devices and knows exactly what... Oh, yeah. So you, my, my generation, the iPhone came out when I was in eighth grade or ninth grade. Um, and like, maybe and I the say world came out. went to... I'm well, and, and my parents Tom, didn't know what it came with. And they were also discovering all of this at the same time Dude, as me. I feel, this is how guilty I feel. I was your youth pastor. Right. Because all this is in the, the, like, under the umbrella of discipling your children. Like, right. We don't just want to hang on to our kids. And even the whole idea of like, I have a really good kid. You'll hear parents say, they're a good kid. Well, okay. The, the goal is to have them be a good adult. Right. Right. Not all good people. 
there have been people who are horrible adults that used to be good kids. <laughs> and there have been people who are not good kids who became good adults. Right. I mean, so you want to raise your kids in a way that yeah, they... equipping, Equipping, all this stuff. Yeah. So, like, we just didn't know. So when you were in middle school, I, you may not even remember this, but I remember telling all the kids, get Facebook. Right. Because we created a Facebook group for the right. youth group, and this was going to be the main way. And back then, groups had a lot more, like... It was a thing. It was a thing, and it was a more useful tool than it is now. You could message everybody that was in a group, whatever. But I was like, all you guys, go home, get a Facebook, talk to your parents, mm-hmm. and like, convince them to get a Facebook account, and here's why, and then you can keep up with everything going on. Right. And like, the idea of me now telling a large number of teenagers to go get on social media... Yeah, well, you, I, I stopped doing that because I had a teenager... Oh, you choose, used to use Instagram, right? Yeah, I used Instagram. There, there's still one that exists. I just haven't posted on it in a long time. But I, uh, I stopped doing that because a teenager was like, yeah, so like... I got Instagram and now you never post. And I was like, oh crap. You're like, I would never, I, we had a, a youth group Instagram account because we assumed you were already all on it. Right. And this is a way for us to at least engage you there. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't recommend you get Instagram. Right. And so I, but had you in this intentionally where yeah. I'm like imagining like, oh, that was used as a bargaining chip in the conversation about getting Instagram. But what <laughs> right. they got was really poorly thought through announcements, which is what we were doing, That's, using yeah. Instagram for. But they also got all of Instagram that came along with that, which so, is like not good. What, yeah. Which can be doesn't, crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's good stuff on it. I'm sure right and and a lot of like you might be listening to this and you're like a mom and you're like i only see good things in my feed and it's like yeah well yeah i mean i don't know what good yeah you know what i mean not obviously bad but uh, not everyone sees the same thing so okay it's funny you say that in a quick aside so i used to feel all this like you say not well thought through announcements man there used to be all this pressure as the pastor i've got to post things on facebook right like little mini messages thing and i got Yep. I got so tired of it. I don't even do it anymore because I spend so much time thinking through what I share on Sundays and praying about it and wrestling with it and changing it and whatever. And then like when I post something on social media, it's just the most like I spent 10 seconds <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, it's not that I even think what I'm saying is not true. It's just, I haven't thought through it enough to care. And the context isn't there. Like shouting into the yeah. algorithm isn't yes. the same as like people Talking showed up people. on Sunday. So yeah, and- there's all kinds of, so the point is, I would never go back and tell you guys to get social media. Right, right. <laughs> and you would never encourage your kids to get Instagram. Yeah, and, and because of that, it's like, I think there's the the exposure. Because so, it opens you up to all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, you can be exposed to, I would say, if your kid has a device, don't, the assumption can't be that they're only looking at wholesome things on there. Yeah, don't, the or, whole, like, my kid will never. Or that, yeah, that when they will, they'll just come talk to me. It's like, we imagine that they will, but they probably won't. And this goes for girls and guys too. Like the the porn stuff is a major thing. Well, we'll talk about porn in just a second. I think that there's several, look, we're saying the free reign thing, probably not a good idea. Really really simple because it's just too dangerous of a thing. It's too powerful of a thing to just let them go, go wherever they want. And I don't want us to spend a lot of time on this. You kind of just have to take our word for it. There, there is a bevy of you could listen to a thousand podcasts out there right. of way more qualified people than us who would just tell you, yeah, all the data shows that the generation that's had just unlimited access to social media to devices, it's not gone super. Well. It's been bad. It's yeah. like anxiety levels are through the roof, depression's through the roof, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So free reign. It's it's just when they get a car, it comes with boundaries mm-hmm. because it's dangerous. When they get a phone, it comes with boundaries. Right. It should. Privacy spying, we can talk about that later because I sure. know that that's not your, your recommendation. I've heard you say this. If you don't trust them enough to where you feel like you have to spy on them a lot. Yeah, if you're party to their conversations that you're not, that they don't know and they're like, well, they know that I'm on their phone. I was like, well, 
maybe you just don't trust them and maybe they aren't ready to have that phone. When I was a kid, everything was like landlines. So like if I had a girlfriend, she would call the house right. and be like, can I talk to Justin? Filtered I'm, through your mom. My yeah. mom would be like, you know, Jennifer, or whoever's, you know, on the phone. I didn't have a Jennifer, I don't think, as a girlfriend, but okay. I'm just using a general yeah. name. I don't want my wife to be like, who is Jennifer? Like, <laughs> it was the sixth grade, Megan, okay? It's not a big deal. But I knew that my mom could at any moment pick the phone up. Like, let's say I was, we were having a bad conversation, and my mom just happens to pick it up, and here's that moment. Goes, oh, my gosh. Right. But it would have been very different if my mom was secretly on the whole conversation that would have almost been like... Scrolling through texts, looking yeah. at all and activity on everything. I will say this. As a parent, I believe you absolutely have the right to do that if you want to. Oh, definitely. You're the parent. You can, right. you can spy on them all you want. But if, you, if the trust level is so low that you have to do that, it might just be better to really put your effort into restricting in a way that's really smart and wise. And then you just don't have... You, you can have at the very least... They can have some freedom... Right. Indi you well, if they're growing in their responsibility and their independence, like you have to gear them up toward right. that somehow. And this might be a way to do that is the so restrictions. You would say restrictions. Most restrictions are going to fall into some basic categories. There's going to be screen time where like there's certain times of the day that maybe it's just not, it can't be turned on or the things it can do are very, very sure. limited. Right. That's one of the screen time. Yeah. You're talking about like settings within the phone. It's settings within the phone. Yeah. So there's yeah. settings within the phone itself. Um, and you could say from this time to this time, it's just, or like you can't download apps without a, a passcode or you can't go on the internet without a passcode. Right. You can restrict the internet. You can right. technically restrict websites on the internet. Right. Um, you know, full disclosure, I'm someone who has had a, a history with, with pornography, like every man in my right. generation. And so, you know, we have this, we do this a lot of the guys on staff because mm -hmm. we just don't want to be open to that stuff. Um, I have a code. You actually have the code. Mm -hmm. um, and it is... Um, it's all zeros. Oh, dang it. No, no. <laughs> um, no, so it's allowed websites only. And at first that was a pain in the neck because sometimes I'd hit a website like, oh man, but I've, well, this has been months and months and months. Yeah. And it's great because now I, all the websites are there. So basically it just means that you, you had to... You, I had to greenlit, green greenlit. Light certain websites and now they're you. greenlit forever and right. so what's funny is now there's never a time that i it's very rare like once every three months i'm like oh man this is a site that i popped up from an email that someone sent me i'm supposed to and look can't at see it yeah and and it's actually being a great excuse where people send me links that stuff i don't want to read right and i'm like oh I just, my phone doesn't do links because i don't <laughs> have um and sometimes this is the this is something only i would enjoy i'll be at like a place where someone will be like oh here let me show you our and i'm like oh my phone doesn't go to that website and they'll look at me confused you know, because yeah, yeah. it's a weird thing. And, and I'll just go, I used to have a problem with pornography. And so I just <laughs> don't. And it's like way TMI. But if it's, I do that with a man. I wouldn't yeah, do it with a woman. Right, right. But then they kind of look at me and like, I know that they probably do too. Right. Because and like, this the is world how we I, live in. I fight against it kind of thing. And they kind of just go, oh, okay. Right. Anyway. And so the, the restrictions. restrictions, the restrictions definitely can manage exposure. And here's the thing is like, we've mentioned pornography a, a couple times. I would just assume that if your kid is, has a device that they're looking at pornography. And that's I, okay. Let's pause there because a lot of parents are going to hear that and be like, you just, you just like ru ruined my innocent, like not my child, your child, your, your little boy or little girl. Like if you gave him the internet and that's, again, it's like, and they might not have talked to you about it. They might've talked to you about it and it's okay if they haven't. Don't go, don't take this opportunity to go like, tell me that you have or haven't. Like, yeah, because don't do that. that won't work. It's That'll... not going to create an ability for them to talk to you about Statistically it. Statistically speaking, if, you're, if your child has had a device for, a, in, let's just go like a year. Let's just use this as a, as a thing. Sure. Okay. 
and they tell you that they've never seen that would be something lie. pornographic, your statistical probability of them telling you the truth right. in that moment is so low, according to every study that has ever come out. Right. And it doesn't mean that they are like a deviant who went out looking for it. Sure. Because it comes to them, too. It's, yeah. not, it's not just a one-way and so, street. So just be aware and assume that, that, that that's the case. And again, some of that have, might have developed into a habit. Some of it have, might have already developed into an addiction. That can happen at a really yep. young age. But it can also be but undone. It, can be, it definitely can be undone. Um, I, I'm, my, my, like, I've oh, walked yeah. that journey. Same. Right. Same. And so, but to know on the front end that you're saying like, hey, I've restricted every website and I'm only going to green light the websites that I think are appropriate. That's, that's a or, way to restrict a phone. Or usable to, to, to do that. So, you, because so you've got, you've got. Oh, well, go it's not just pornography. I, I, do, I do need to say this because it's something I'm seeing more and more and more is like, there's just like a level of darkness that's on the internet that doesn't have to do with, you know, sex or anything like that. But it's like the example I give is like true crime. Lots of kids are really into true crime at yeah, a, a, big at thing a right surprisingly now. young age. Yeah. And those kids that are into that at a very young age, they are um, getting into it more and more with less and less filters. And so like, so they might see images from a crime scene that if a police officer w was the one on the scene would have to get counseling. Yeah, and like, I think that's a mild way to put it. I think okay. they're, they're watching people die. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Definitely. Definitely. Oh, I... Uh. And so I don't even know that. No. And, well, and that's I guess my point is like, and I think that some people um, are wired; just their brain is wired just differently. Yeah, well, right. and they're going to become cops. They're going to be. Oh, there you go. They're going to become. They might the, be the medical examiner. One that day. has to be in those situations to help those people when they need it most. But I think for most kids, it's just a natural curiosity about death because we don't have death around us super often. Mm -hmm. Like, there's not like graveyards in prominent places like right our church doesn't have a graveyard we, we were driving and my my son who's now seven when he was five he said dad what are what are all the 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 rocks with words and right. i didn't know what he meant right and then eventually i had to explain to him oh those are i figured it out like oh he's talking about gravestones right and i was like we got to talk about death now and all this stuff so i want to yeah. do this i want to put a pin in this okay, real quick great curiosity yeah. One of the things that devices allow is for curiosity to cement really quickly. Right. So let's put a pin in that related to pornography because I okay. think everyone understands. But sure. I want to go into pornography in a sure. second and just the dark stuff. I want to start with a surprising. Yeah, another unintended An unintended consequence. Because the reason we're saying restrict, 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 restrict um, is not because we're like, like old-fashioned uh, right-wing fundamentalist Christian fuddy-duds who – is that a word? Fuddy duds, yeah. Is right? Okay, I'm using that right. Fuddy duds who like don't want anything. Everything's bad and everything's, you know, here you go. No, 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 no. Um, I'm on, I go to ESPN.com all the time on my phone, dude. I'm on lots of secular websites. I am. <laughs> Many secular websites. Okay. Um, the uh, There's all kinds of unintended consequences that make restricting it smart, be, not because you're afraid, but because it's wise. Hmm. Because part of our job discipling this is what like Jesus did with the disciples, right? right. You, you set some boundaries. Hey, like we said last week, as for me in my house, okay, Jesus would often say to his disciples, you've heard it said, mm. but I say. Mm -hmm. Or you've seen that the religious people do it this way. Do it like this. Do it like this. He's setting boundaries. So we, we go, hey, the world may say, here, take this and run wild with it and just let your curiosity wild. But I say, mm. okay. So one of the biggest unintended consequences of having a device is never having a break from the normal drama and stress of being 
a kid, <laughs> middle schooler, a middle schooler or a high schooler, or even a little bit younger than right, that. Right. Dude, when I was, so this is when I saw it with my, my oldest. Okay. Fourth grade, we changed schools and he's the new kid at school. And, and, you know, and he didn't have at the last school, his friends and him would compete mm-hmm. like at recess for sports or even in actual sports or whatever. But he had years of relationship with them that was a foundation so that the, when the competition was done, there was a deeper relationship. Right. It wasn't just competition. So he moves to this new school. Fourth grade boys are very competitive. They're starting to size each other up and all kinds of stuff. But he doesn't have a long-term friendship with any of them. So it's just like he's just the kid. His only experience is we compete with each other. Hmm. It was rough. And then, and this was back when like we let him do the have Fortnite, Fortnite thing. Yeah. And he doesn't even want to do that anymore. But like, then he'd get home. And the first thing he'd do is get on Fortnite. And the idea as a parent is like, I wanted him to do his homework and, and do some athletic stuff, but he just got home from school. He needs a little bit of a break. Right. That's the idea. Let him, get on the, the, let him get on the Switch or the Xbox because he needs a break. But he's instantly, that break wasn't a break at all. It was the opposite because all day at school, there's this tension because kids are like that. You know, sp- uh, boys, I don't have to do this with girls because um, I wasn't one and I'm not. <laughs> Never will be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had like, you know, he's, it's, it's like they're trash talking about basketball at recess they're saying this they're saying that they're saying this they're saying that and then he gets home and because i think he needs a break he's and i did air quotes there he's playing this game and i hear the talk and it's the same thing oh i just got you so you you're trash at this you're no oh you're trash. oh i'll take you on any time and and I re- and the tension that there's no relief from it right and on a more serious level when kids there's drama at school, relationship drama, people say this or that. It used to be that you'd get home before devices were a, a thing. You get home, and if that day was horrible and drama and stress-filled, you now have 12 hours to decompress, Yeah, a break. Or if it's the weekend, several days. Right. And maybe when you go back to school the next day, it's over. Everyone's forgotten about it. Or at the very least, you're prepared to step back into that mess yeah. And now it just doesn't end. And yeah, so you never get a break. And even on the flip side, on the positive side, like let's say your kid is, is you know, the center of attention, maybe an attention-seeking kid. Mm-hmm. That never stops. Mm. So it's not that there's drama at school. It's just that I'm the funniest kid in the class. Well, now I have to be the funniest kid 24-7 because I have a phone in my pocket with a group right. chat where people are waiting for me to make I'm the funniest I'm sending so memes. many goofy pictures and right. memes. And it's just, I, it has to be. And so they never get a break from performing in front of their hmm. friends. They wow. never get a break from, from doing anything that's, in front of their friends. And so... Never get a break, exposed to a lot. Um, and so those unintended consequences, I think, just need to come with restrictions. And I, I do think the restriction mainly stems from the culture in your home that you're trying to build. If you're trying to build a culture following Jesus, like you said it best, like you need soul rest. You need rest for your yeah, soul. Yeah, you need rest for your soul. I didn't say that in this conversation. No, I know. So. We, we talked about it earlier. Yeah, you, you need rest for your soul. We value our children having physical rest. We right. should. We value our children having, you know... I don't know, like emotional rest. If they're right. freaking out, we'd be like, just calm down, you know, whatever. Yeah. But like rest for your soul, that deep, you know, your soul is not your spirit, right? Like, like your soul is like that. The word soul, it would be just your core personality, your thoughts, your, sure. we don't have to get into all that. Point is, we all understand soul is a deep part of us. You need rest. You need like true rest, not just physical rest. Right. And that and that comes from Jesus. And again, when you're in an environment that's constantly distracted or constantly you're performing or constantly mm-hmm. with, filled with drama, you don't have any moment to connect with Jesus or even to connect with your parents who, you know, as the parent, you can represent Jesus to your kid in that moment. Oh, how, how did that make you feel? 
how can you handle that better? Like having that conversation, there's no room for that anymore. Right. And so to give them that rest for their souls and also on the exposure bit, like Jesus said, like the eye is the lamp of the body. And if you're only looking at darkness, then how dark will you be on the inside? Mm. And so to have that constant exposure to darkness, whether it's sexually explicit material or whether it's, you know, violence or anything like that, just things that you might be curious about as a, it affects as a kid, it does affect you. So we'll kind of move past then the first, the first thing I kind of wanted to, I put the pin in the curiosity sure. and exposure and went to say, hey, realize that like if, if you have the ability to lock their, the, to set times where their devices don't function, right, where it's locked up, the very easiest, a lot of people will do is like, well, where they're at school, Right. It might be wise to like push that back several hours to say, no, 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 no. When they get home from school, they need, they need some. That's the recoup time. That's the recoup time. So don't let them just come home and get on the device because you think, oh, they've, they've been off of it all day. It's like, no, they're just jumping back into a lot of the same. Dy- they need a rest for their soul, right. their mind, all those things. And that can be distraction based. I mean, it's like they can sure. play video games. They can do that stuff. Like, and if it's like getting outside and playing with their friends again, that's totally fine. But they they do need a, a designated moment to okay. say like this is this is where. Yeah. It's so think not about happening. that. Now let's go back to exposure because the truth of the matter is, the exposure thing, curiosity is a normal part of being a child, and it's an important part of being a child. But what we have to do as as parents who are discipling our children is recognizing that curiosity has to be managed. Mm. there are things that kids might want to see that you don't want to if i'm a great example you talk about the darkness thing if i'm Mm -hmm. driving down the street with my kids and there's traffic sit a standstill because there's maybe been a horrible accident ahead i'm I'm like gonna be if there's an exit to get off and go around it i'm gonna do that because maybe i don't want my my three-year-old to look out the window and see that and and go, or maybe it's not, I've I've never even driven past an accident and saying, oh my gosh, look at the carnage. Mm -hmm. But I've driven past accidents where the car is such a way that your brain goes, oh, someone may have died. I would just naturally like, or if we couldn't get by, to be like, hey, hey kids. You'd be on, you would be on high alert and instantly be in the distraction mode of like, what's your favorite song? Like, Like, oh, let's look this way. Or I might even just be like, kids, look the other way. Right. Like if I feel like that's got us, okay. So, because curiosity, they're going to they're gonna want to look because mm-hmm. they're curious. Mm-hmm. But we got to manage that curiosity because curiosity, especially when it, the exposure to things like pornography, we'll just use, let's use pornography as the main example. It cements their curiosity. Right. So kids are going to be very curious sexually. And porn is like almost always, I, almost always, what do I say almost always? Like um, there, there's not like a such thing as like uh, porn where like, we, we dated for seven years and we're really pure. And then we got married. Like, that's not porn. That's like right. relationship. So my point was said almost always. I'm just like. There's not a wholesome. There's, there's not a wholesome, not wholesome version wholesome. of porn is what I'm trying to <laughs> right. say. Yeah. Porn, porn is, is going to be a dark version of, of human, healthy human intimacy. Right. But if that's the first, if that's the first human intimacy they ever see, or think about a lot of times right. for kids. Well, it's it's completely not, decontextualized from a relationship. Right. It's, when you're saying like, oh, I'm I'm seeing the sex act without the relationship is what you're mm-hmm. basically saying, and so you you don't have any context for what a healthy relationship is. And so oftentimes it, they're seeing it before they're even sexually developed. Like I first saw pornography when true. I was in the third grade. I didn't think about sex as a third grader. Right. I wasn't like. 
a sexually frustrated third grader who it just it I was I, someone showed it to me. I was mm-hmm. at a friend's house, he had a Playboy, and then I was at a friend's house another time, and they had the internet, and it was right. like, and I was curious to like, and I liked it because right. it was biologically I'm wired to, and sure. it was in, it was interesting, and so that became a curiosity. I began to, and it cemented so many images and concepts into my mind that really sabotaged my ability when I got married to have a healthy sex right. life. I mean, it just did. Sure. And so I think the lie that we all believe is that that stuff's hard to find or my kid. If I'm not seeing it, my kid's not seeing it. Okay. Or, or yeah. because my kid is a girl, she's not seeing it. And you work with hundreds and hundreds of students. <laughs> yeah. I mean, over the years. Yeah. Over the years. <laughs> I'm not like sitting there with like. This th- yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I'm, no, but, but actually what's funny is that like, I mean, it's like our church, right? Sure. Not everyone comes every Sunday. That's true. Yeah, there are, there are a lot of people that Oh, are, there are hundreds of yeah, teenagers. Yeah. I mean, hundreds of hundreds of teenagers yeah. here. Just like there are thousands and thousands of people that go to church here. They just don't all come at the same time. Sure. Um, but the point is, you've worked with so many kids so long, and in this era where, A, they've all had devices, and B, you are someone who's very aware of how that world works, more so than even I am. Right. Well, and... What, like, what have you... Have you said... Would you say that the majority of kids you've talked to... So, if I'm talking to a crowd and where this topic is coming up inadvertent you know what, it's what like age crowd are you middle school middle school this crowd. is a, sixth this, through eighth yeah sixth through eighth grade if i'm talking about a crowd the way i'll you know talk about it is like going a place on your phone i'll be more direct in high school but like going a place on your phone that you know you shouldn't and by be. the way i'm i appreciate you having that sensitivity yeah because even though you could just go there with middle school kids. It sometimes it's it's like well, I don't want to teach. I don't want pornography to be the first time they hear that term to it, be the like thing that the, comes out of the, the pastor's the three, mouth. The three kids <laughs> in the room that haven't are right. like, well, now I know what that is, and right. I'm going to go look at right. it. Right, and because a sixth grader is still very. No, I, I think you're being really wise there. So I'll like say that. going places on your phone that you know you shouldn't be, and that for a sixth grader might be my parents said I can't play this game and I still have it. So and if you've looked at porn, you know because I'll tell you one thing I didn't do when I was in the fourth grade: be like, hey, mom. I'm Come looking, check out this thing I just saw. Right. Look at like I knew that this is not. And so the kids that usually are doing that, they give a really shocked and knowing look to me. It's like a eyes know? wide. It's like eyes wide, but also like okay, he's willing to like we're on like we're gonna talk like this is a thing, you know? Like okay. they they respect it, but I can tell that they're still uncomfortable, and they might not be coming up to me and talk. Talking. You ever just like stare at one kid? Yeah, the whole all time? the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, and so over the years that face has been hmm. less boys and more everybody. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's been more of like the room hushes well, versus sti- like... Statistically speaking, I know that the... the It used to be that you're right. Porn used to be like a boy thing. Right. And girls wouldn't, or if they ever saw even a second of it, they'd be like, ooh, gross. Right. But the I know I've read articles about this, mm-hmm. how porn targets girls more than ever before. Right. Last and untapped, you know, market, why, essentially. Why, why limit yourself to half the population? Right. And so it's an like there is an active, intentional, like agenda Mark- marketing, marketing to get your kids. Yeah, and it's it's proven to be a very effective. And market. so I would just assume that if they have a device that they're looking at that and that they won't talk to you, and it's okay that they don't talk to you. I mean, yeah, who wants to would, talk to their parents about that? Right, they won't. Um, and and sometimes you might be able to have that conversation. I think when I had it with my mom, it was years after. Oh, mine too years my mom was talking to me one time when i was in my my late 20s sure and she was like you know just the thing about you justin that i loved is you just you did it the right you way did, you did you're like and actually you, you never and i was like oh no mom that's not how it went down right She's because like, because it's really really easy when you are living in that darkness and you're living in that secrecy 
to keep that concealed. And, and it's really easy as a parent to just not want to think about your child doing that. Right. So I'd rather just rationalize the fact, not them. They're, right. the, they're the exception. And they might be. That's there totally are exceptions. True. There might be. We're not saying your kid has go. But, but restrict their phone with the assumption that they are going to actively look for paths around that restriction. Because <laughs> what would you have? I think that's the thing to ask. Right. You, anytime you talk to a parent related to devices and be like, hey, what would it have been like if I would have given you a smartphone in seventh grade? I would have been a disaster. Yeah. I've never heard a parent say that would have been a good thing. Right. That's because it, it's it's like it's tough. So I, I still do think what would you have done might not be a fair question because okay. I think some parents they're still in the Playboy era of pornography. It's like, ew, that's going to a store. That's going to like a... a oh, gotcha. Sh- you know, like it's a completely different paradigm. Sure. And so now I think to just say like, hey, these teenagers, they're not... I don't want to be the fear monger. Well, no, it's not... But f- they're not just exposed to it. They're they're producing it for their, them and their friends. And well, I guess that's like... <laughs> I, I know. So this is a, this is a thing. Um, there was a... Okay, so if kids have phones, people can message them. All right, so okay, I'm, I was trying to figure out the right way to go. This. So, sure. okay, years ago, we'll go way back. When I, that very tail end of me being a youth pastor, mm-hmm. toward the end there. Well, maybe actually more mid. Um, there, was a, there was a guy who I was working with and had a really close relationship with him. And he had gone through a really hard breakup. But he told me this, and I was not prepared for this. He said, but don't worry, I've deleted all of the pictures that she sent me from my right, phone. Right, And I was like, well, wait, back up? He's like, well, you know, we've been dating for a while, so... You right. know, this is high school. He's right. like, so I had a lot of pictures of her that were explicit, but I, I don't believe it's right for me to keep those. <laughs> so I, del- you know, in his, in his mind, like more, the moral thing to do right now that we're not together. And right. I was like, you got, we got way back. Let's Hold take, on. Take what? five steps. And back. I didn't realize that that is so normalized. Yeah. That if you, and again, this is not trying to like, I feel weird. Like it's like, I don't want to say, Hey parents get with reality. But if you were to take, let's go eighth grade, let's just say eighth grade through 12th grade. I'll just Eighth grade through twelfth grade, how many have been okay? Then this how, is, how many of you have had someone send you something that you send, didn't want? Yeah. Send you a picture of them exposed, and it's not just some random picture of some person out in the world, right? Someone you go to school with, something you know. How many of you? Have, what percentage of kids do you think would raise in their hands? high school? I would say most of them. What What's most of them? Eighty five percent. Eighty five percent with I've, and they didn't ask for that. No, they weren't out seeking that. It came to them because it's designed to. Sure, and I mean we've even had moments again. Talk about like different moments in social media. Like one um, Snapchat was hacked one year in one of our small groups, and there was a small group that was using Snapchat, and there were volunteers in there too. And so a volunteer came to me. And she's like, "Hey, so from this girl's small group, someone, a dude, sent inappropriate pictures to all the girls in that in that small group. Oh wow! As a group, because they someone hacked their account or whatever. And I was like, well, that sucks. Never using that again. Like, you know, you just put up the restriction. Yeah, that was before it was even known. Like, it's the thing about all these devices and and social media apps, and we'll have a whole separate episode on social media down the road. But like, the the thought that always pops into our minds is like, all the things we can do with this. Like, oh, this will make it so easy to communicate with the kids and keep them up to date and pray for each other. We'll use it for prayer requests. And it always, it's like, there's There's just unintended consequences. And so... um, Having those restrictions set in place at the outset is the thing is the thing to do. And I guess we we mentioned screen time. That's a that's an on the phone you know device down uh, level to to control it. I also just think like screen place, which is like in your home. Like, don't let your kids take their phones oh. into their room. Like, yeah, like like you can say, oh yeah, we don't devices stay and make that rule for yourself. I mean, what would that mean? You have to buy a 
a ten dollar alarm clock from Amazon. Yeah, like you, right. maybe. Like you, yeah, you could have. You could. I've never thought you could technically say because my kids, my oldest is the only one that has like a device in his room kind of thing. Yeah, so you could say you could say like, oh, no mute. Everything has to be like no headphones. Sure. Because the more like private you can get, right? The more the more e- the easier it is to like be on the couch in the living room, right? And because the headphones are in, so there's no sound. The parents get. It's like you can. You can do anything. You can do anything, and and yeah, and okay. so screen time on the phone, screen place in your like home, have like, some some actual boundaries and rules right. there. And again, you can limit the phone when it comes to time. But what if your phones just went in a bucket at the end of the school day, and it said like for two hours, here's the bucket. I mean, there's yeah. little containers that have timers on them and stuff that people. Yeah, do. there's or you can just or you can just say in the bowl, kids, right. and I'll and I'll put mine in the bowl too, and they know during that time like hey. My parents going to be really engaged. They're not going to be looking at their phone. This is probably this is probably worthwhile. I think I was looking down when I said that, so whatever. Yeah, you're good. This is probably worthwhile of its own episode at some point. But what would you real quick? What would you say to the parent that realizes for the first time that their kid has been exposed to way more than maybe they thought they ever had? It's not a failure on your part. Again, sin is a thing. Like we're talking about we're we're spiritual beings at our core. Like sin is a going to be a thing no matter what right. you can't raise a sinless child like only jesus can redeem from that oh, so I'm trying pretty hard do not do not blame yourself for the mistakes that your child has made so they are they are genuine mistakes and on the other end of that take accountability to say yeah i missed the boat when it came to yeah like i can to devices and know that there's forgiveness and reconciliation and health on the other side of that. Yeah, and you can be part of the... When I think the thing we have to remember when our kids are exposed to things like that, their innocence is stolen. Sure. And it can't to a certain degree, it can't be given back. Right. There, there is a certain... Like, once you've seen certain things, you, you can't unsee it, you now know. Um, I think an interesting thing on the curiosity, real quick, is that kids have always been curious. Realize... Parents, listen to this. Realize that, like, when you would get curious about something as a child, you naturally either went to your parents... Or if you didn't trust your parents, you went to a friend. Hey, what does this mean? Do you know what this is? Kids today, their thought is always just going to be searching on the internet. Right. Not even ask my friends. Right. It's like searching on the internet. So they hear some word at school that they don't know what that is. Yeah, you pretend like you know, and then you, you Google it. You Google it. And if you Google it, here's the results that come up, right? right. So that, that's, just, that's just how simple it is to, to be exposed. Or some kid on the bus just goes, hey, look at this. That happens. And all yeah. the time. And yeah. now it's gone. That, there's a trauma there. And it may not be a trauma that feels like a big deal to the average kid, but there is, I look back at actually, actually, like I was traumatized by certain things that I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know it. Right. And or I dealt like, with that trauma. I think it's funny. Huh? You know, like yeah. that's how you cope with the trauma is like you make it a joke. So I just dealt with the trauma on my own and really unhealthy ways. Right. And so recognize your kids. Don't be mad at your kids because they like, especially not the first time you find out, like don't be, right. have it have a ton of compassion. Like Jesus had so, Jesus encountered a lot of people who dealt with sexual sin mm-hmm. and he didn't rub it in their face. Right. He also didn't pretend like it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Like it's clearly there's better for you, but he was part of that process of pulling them out of that. And yeah. kids, a lot of us have kids that have been exposed to things more than what we realize. And we, we need to play an active role if we're going to yeah. disciple them and helping them. And part of that is, is, that. is genuinely listening to what they're saying. Okay. I knew someone who buried their device in the backyard and didn't tell <laughs> okay. their parents and was like, just lost it. 
And the parents are looking at it. It says it's the last well, place yeah, was they, right here. They, I think they turned it off. But yeah, no, I'm just saying like it'll have a last place that it was. Right. And um, that person was really emotional about it. And in the wake they would of rather that. Have, they would rather have just buried it. Right. Then and, told, and lied to their parents about it. Right. And just tell their parents. Because it was. And they probably got in trouble for losing it. I'm right, sure. Definitely. Rather that than just tell their parents, oh. Yeah. And so know that when your kids are t- talking to you, they want to be heard. And they're saying things that might, you know, lead to the, you know, that deeper conversation, but they're, they're struggling with it and they need, they need your help. I guess that's my, that's my main thing is like, they need help. If adults are having struggles with anxiety and depression and self-control and comparison and, you know, all of the things that come with social media and devices, like the restriction that you can give is actually immense, immense help for your kids. So Help your kids know that, you know, it's not something that you need to be blaming yourself for or like beating yourself up about. It's just from that point forward, know that you're going to play an active role and not in a helicopter parent sort of way, but in a way that says like lovingly, the best thing to do is to give some restrictions that might seem really harsh to you, or it might even be like for a season, you take a break from this device. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think just as we wrap up, I mean, obviously, porn's the easy one to focus on because it is so pervasive. It becomes such right. an addiction for so many people, and and younger and younger people, and increasingly more other other more than just men, so girls too. You know, also it's just like the online communities of people that it's amazing how many kids. And I'll just be honest, like a big a big thing with that has been the transgender sure. kind of phenomenon, and and the whole idea. If you've never heard this topic, you can look it up. I mean, Google it. Um, rapid onset gender dysphoria mm-hmm. where like kids have never ever shown any proclivity to that and then all of a sudden they're like I'm, and parents are like what happened and almost all of it is like they're just online a lot they're online a lot and found acceptance in a community that that really did affirm and listen to them right I, or not even affirm it's they, just listened they like listen, okay. <laughs> and gave space for them to to express right. themselves where they felt like they couldn't do that in the home and so if really quickly they find this i feel like i belong with these people right. even though it's not real relationship and those sure. people you know whatever and so the, the point is i remember one time i was talking you won't go into details i was like hey what's with the kids that are like blah 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 sure. like they had like dressed a certain way and yeah. i was like i don't understand these. and you went oh that's just they're just online a lot yeah. You're like, oh, that's just a symbol that's like of a an kid internet thing. Who's just on yeah. the internet all the time. Yeah. And, and I knew because I'm on the internet all the time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But but the idea being that, that there's so it's it's you know, it is pornography, it is dark, dark imagery, dark yeah. stuff. But it's also people. It's also like there are online communities that sort of function and, and are successful because they're so good at recruiting slash the initial making you feel welcome and great. Yeah, and I joke about, you it's know... Like, like how cults are. Cults are I was really gonna good. Say, I joke about cults, but like online recruiting is a main thing for cults. And who do they recruit but young people? Yeah. And um, and it, yeah, it can take any shape. It's the the hustle culture about which Lamborghini should I buy, the blue oh, one or the, the yeah, red like one. So many YouTube boys, like YouTube videos yeah. that are all about... And like, so there's so many communities that are going to capture the curiosity, the imagination, the hearts and souls of, of kids... And you just need to be playing an active role in shaping that as much as you possibly can. If your goal is to create, you know, kids that have an environment where like, hey, loving Jesus is the core value here. Yep. And so um, at every point, um, just know that, you know, unintended consequences that are fairly easy to manage with um, strongly held convictions and restrictions. Yep. Cool.
Cool. So, yeah. So re- the three options are free reign, probably a bad idea, too dangerous. Pri- the, the spying, not saying there aren't scenarios where that isn't the case, but if you really have that deep a desire to spy that intensely on your kids with hidden spyware or whatever right, right. stuff, maybe restrict. they just need restrictions. Right. Um, because the spying will not keep them from being exposed to it. Right. It won't keep them from all the negative things. Now you just know about it. Mm-hmm. It's better to prevent it than to just know. It's better to know than not to know, but it's better to prevent the, whatever. Right. Um, and and I say I would also say just on the restriction side, talk to them about why. Mm-hmm. That's part of the discipling. Isn't just I'm doing this, but let me explain why. Um, you know, Jesus with his disciples was different than with everyone else. With everyone else, he just teach something. Sure. Then with the disciples, he like go into why. Your kids may not agree with your why. They may think it's stupid. Okay. But they should at least know it. And then at the very least, they know that they have a parent that makes decisions for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they may ask you questions that challenge and sharpen. And you're and like, they, they might press, yeah, press back against you. Like you're on your phone all the time. It's like, well. And be open to that. Yeah. Be, let, let there be that shit. That, that iron sharpens iron, as mm-hmm. the Bible says. So cool. Cool. So Thanks for listening. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the flippity flop. We'll continue this conversation. Catch somehow. you on the flip. What's the show am I quoting? There's a catch you on the. F- it's, I think it's, uh, is it the office? The maybe? office. It's always the office. All roads lead back to the office. All right. As we end, I know you hate this and we're not going to talk about it. We're just going to finish with this and I'll shock everyone. I think Parks and Rec's a better show than the office. Da 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 da.